Welcome to the Break from the Grind NFL Pick'em Week 2. Football is officially back. Week 1 was absolutely amazing. It was better than sex. I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, I'd go that far. Have it a was sex. absolutely amazing. Have a sex with football on. I was about to say, the only thing that'd be better was sex during football. While your fantasy football team's winning. I wouldn't know anything about that. No, not after this <laughs> week. No, you wouldn't. We'll talk about that later. And we right. We're not even going to get into the fantasy side, but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it later. So, last week was not a successful week for George and I, as far as the picks can pick them goes. Uh, we were both 8-8, eight and eight, which is decidedly me- mediocre. Yes, we strive. So, I don't... We strive for excellence, but we're coming to realize we are like the Jeff Fisher of the Pickums. Definitely the Jeff Fisher. Or the Andy Dalton of no, the Pickums. So, so, you can't say that. I can say that. I just said it. Oh, we're going to have to go into this later, but it, you can't say that. He's the benchmark. If you have a worse quarterback, say Ryan Tannehill... Then Andy Dalton, then you need a new quarterback. He is so he's the midline benchmark, and eight and eight fits that completely. I am proud to say that this week the experts, George and I, eight and eight, did beat my daughter, who was seven and nine. And we beat my daughter. Who was six and ten. Yeah. She was the only one that picked the Broncos though, so good for her. It's she likes horses. I knew she's gonna pick the Broncos, go sixteen and 0. So we had two locks of the week. And we scraped by, <laughs> just scraped by on both. We scraped by, we clawed by. My luck last week was Seattle at home against the Dolphins. They won by the skin of their teeth or just a bad series by Miami's defense. Um, George's lock of the week last week. It was the Jaguars and the Packers. And I took the Packers and they just barely beat the Jaguars. They barely held on the last drive. The Jags really bad fourth down play behind the line, pass behind the line of scrimmage. Dallin Hearns who got stopped. Yeah, uh, they I, I they don't... had a good shot at winning that game. They just they, they haven't figured out a way to win yet. When you go forward on fourth down, the last thing you want to do is drop a wide receiver screen. So we also had upsets uh, for last week and mine looked so good for most of the afternoon. I picked the Chargers to beat the Chiefs. They went up 27 to 10, and everything was phenomenal. But, uh, hey, George, mm-hmm. what happened? Well, so the Chargers have a wide receiver by the name of Keenan Allen. It, he's made of glass, and he's broke again, which really hurts me with my fantasy teams. But we're not here to discuss fantasy teams. We're here to discuss the NFL. They went up 27 to 10. Keenan Allen got hurt, and they didn't score another point. Nope. So that was my upset, George. I believe you had an upset as well. I did. I picked the Browns over the Eagles. Anybody who picks the Browns to win is not going to get it right. What What happened there, man? <laughs> I I thought they had all these weapons. Yeah, they, they had some weapons. I mean, they did. Their weapons did okay. Robert Griffin III looked okay. He had 190 uh, passing yards. He rushed for 37. Uh, Rush for 37 yards. Who are we talking about? Robert Griffin III. I'm speaking of glass. Yeah. If you haven't heard, he's on the uh, IR. Couldn't even make it out of the first game. No. He, he's, he's this year's Sam, he gets the, uh, this year's Sam Bradford Award. Him and uh, Keenan Allen. So, I think everybody expected it out of Robert Griffin because it's, it's been repeated. Keenan Allen, he had a freak injury last year and this year, this thing. It just, it just hurts <sighs> fantasy owners. It hurts... San Diego Charger fans, both of them. It's just bad. It's just bad. <laughs> uh, let's see some other really, really awesome games last week. So there was a lot of really good games last week. Eight of the 16 games was decided by four points or less, which just completely made for excellent football all day long. Yeah, it didn't matter which game you watched during the day. Uh, pretty much every game was close. The only one that really wasn't close was my upset, the Browns and the Eagles. Eagles just destroyed the Browns. My favorite game of the week to watch was... I didn't get to watch most of it because I don't get the NFL's ticket. I'm too cheap for that. I'm just too poor for it. I'm not cheap. I'm just poor. But I kept <laughs> I kept watching <laughs> down at the bottom and seeing the score change over and over again. My favorite game of the week last week was the Saints against... Or the Raiders at the Saints. Oh, such a phenomenal game. The So good. Let me tell you, I think in New Orleans... You know the old uh, the Grinch. His heart grew three sizes that day. Yep. 
Well, the same thing happened uh, to the Raiders coach. Yeah, Jack Del Rio's balls grew three sizes yes, that day. Yes, they did. It's got huge balls. Big fucking huge balls. Oh my god, the pair of cojones. Now, here's what I think it really was. I, he did, it was a big old set of huevos. And, and I'm going to say it as many times as I can. Jack Del Rio has a big old pair of brass balls. You know the truck nuts? Yep. Cast off of his balls. Yes, they so, have to be. So you're, But what I think happened was they they looked up at the score and said, if Drew Brees gets the ball first in overtime, and by the way, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, the Raiders decided to go for two when they tied the game right at the end of the game instead yep. of kicking it and tying it and going to overtime. So that's what happened, but... The reason I think they did it is because they looked up and said, if we take this into overtime and Drew Brees gets the ball first, we can't stop him. We haven't stopped him all day, so why would overtime be any different? So they went ahead and went for two, toss it to Crabtree, game over. Well, they in the post-game interview, Jack W. said, when they came to New Orleans, they came to win. Like you said, big old balls to go for it on, uh, to go for two there at the end of the game to win it. I'm glad to see that I'm not the only person that thinks, hey, this team hasn't stopped us all day. We can't stop them. Let's just go for two, and we're either going to walk out of here a winner, or we're going to walk out of here, and I'm going to get a thousand questions on why we decided not to go for the tie. I think the press, although they would hound him, and maybe they had the shot to get the ball first, but, you know, you're there. You're you're only a yard or two away. Go ahead and get it. I, I So I don't think that. I think he realized they score, uh, They had outscored the Saints 22-10. to 10. Or, well, at that point, it was 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And they had no business being in that game that late anyway. So he said, fuck it. We're just going to go for two. And like I said, I'm either going to be the most scrutinized coach in the NFL this week, or you're going to be talking about me on a podcast and how big my balls are. You know, I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck. <laughs> and he served his balls up just big time. So, yeah, so it was one, clutch. So one more time before we move on, Jack Del Rio, you get the Big Balls of the Week award. It's not going to be a weekly thing. Basically, it's just going to be Jack Del Rio every week. I'm going to try and fit. <laughs> I'm going to fit that in somewhere. Jack Del Rio. Has You're big obsessed balls. with Jack Del Rio's balls. I might be. <laughs> I might be. So uh, the uh, another game I I couldn't believe ended the way it did was the Detroit Lions playing against the Colts. Another like another great game. Looked like the Lions had it in the bag for a little while. Andrew Luck finally turned it on, came out and threw four touchdowns, including a touchdown with 37 seconds left to his tight end. And I can't remember his name because who can remember his name? I can remember his name. Would you like to know it? Sure. Jack Doyle. Yeah, that was it. Jack Doyle. I told you I knew his name. Yeah, the backup tight end. Threw a touchdown to Jack Doyle here at right with 37 seconds left to go up by one. Ended up losing by two. So three of his four touchdowns went to tight ends, just so you know. It's a Rob Chudzinski. It's Rob Chudzinski, right? Yeah. So it's a Rob Chudzinski offense that tight ends always do well with them. Shockey, Greg Olson, I think. Wow. Uh, I wasn't expecting to hear a Jeremy Shockey reference in this podcast today. Either was he. <laughs> yeah, I think Rob Chudzinski's offenses tend to have really solid def- uh, tight ends. I say, <laughs> don't say defense. Not defense, no. No, the Colts do not have a solid defense. And that's that's the problem. They ended up giving up enough yards right at the end of the game. On it, So I'm going to be honest with everybody. At 37 seconds left, I walked away from the game. I had to go grocery shopping. And I'm like, this game is completely over. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Yeah, well, so I get in the car, drive into the grocery store. I got my son with me. We're talking about what kind of car he's going to pick out at the in the toy aisle. And I looked down at my phone, and I, I thought it was a mistake. So, let me just say this. Matthew Stafford was unfucking believable He threw for 340 yards. He had three touchdowns, no interceptions. He completed 31 of 39 passes. And it was one of the questions I had last That's week. Insane. Yeah, it, it was really one of the questions I had last week about Matthew Stafford was, could he actually spread, spread the out ball. the ball? Without Calvin Johnson, and it proved that he could. And yep. I don't have it right in front of me, but he hit a, a bunch of different targets for a bunch of different yards. And yeah, he had so Marvin Jones had four catches, Reddick had five, Abdullah had five, Ebron had five, Tate had seven, Bolden had three. Uh, a couple other guys had some catches in there, but I mean, he literally he spread the ball around to all his receivers, which is something we had never seen from him. 
Normally, he would just throw it to Calvin and let Calvin go up and get it. And nine times out of ten, Calvin went up and got it for him. So, Mike, it's going to be interesting this week to see if that was a Matthew Stafford coming of age without his best weapon or if that was literally just playing the Colts, who by the end of the game, from what I hear, took people out of the stands to try and play cornerback because every time you turn around, there was a guy laying on the ground. Yeah, they, the Colts had no cornerbacks whatsoever. So, the Buc- how, how about the uh, Patriots upsetting the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals? That was pretty Im- impressive. I believe if you go back and look at last week, I think I called that one. I believe you did as well. I didn't. No, was, honestly, I didn't. I, oh, I you didn't? To, I thought trying, you did. I'm trying to fleece you. No, I, uh, nobody had that, uh, without Gronkowski, without Tom Brady, Amendola's just coming back from an injury, what was supposed to be a stout Cardinals defense. They got exposed is what happened. That really did happen. They, Jimmy Garoppolo came into Arizona and won in their house. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a Patriots fan, so I didn't watch any of this game. I'm a wrestling fan. And wrestling was on last night, the one of the pay-per-views. So I sat down and watched that. And I did a little bit of... Uh, it wasn't last night. Last night was Monday night, right? Yeah. They played Sunday night. Ah, well, I, didn't watch any, I didn't watch any of the game last night either. <laughs> so, so either way, uh, and we'll cut all that out. Yeah, because I'm, I'm doing some heavy breathing right now. You want to shake a little? <laughs> You've got some editing to do. I know. I just, motor- <laughs> I just motorboated my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's disgusting. No, no. All right. So anyway, the uh, Patriots and the Cardinals. Yeah, I didn't expect the Patriots to come out and win. I love you, Mike. That would be a shout out to Michael Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Talking about my mic. Blah, 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 blah. Would you stop motorboating the mic? All right. All right, so where what the fuck? Connor, I, have, I have no fucking idea. Fuck, I think this was. It's actually better when we're this terrible. <laughs> people, I, people at home. If if there's anybody actually at home, people at home will be looking at this, going, "What are they talking about? And why is it so funny?" <laughs> um, I don't think there's anybody actually at home listening to us. That's part of the problem. Well, no, they're breaking from their grind, so they're probably on the way to work. George, of course, they're not at home. Home is not where the grind is, unless your kids are a grind. And if that's the case, donate them to charity. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's our public service announcement for the day. For the day. Donate your kids to charity. <laughs> uh, so if we're going to do any more of last week, we have to talk about the Buccaneers, who actually beat the Falcons. It was it was actually phenomenal. Uh, as a Bucks fan, the only thing that scared me is we went up 31-13, to 13, and we ended up only winning 31-24. to 24, And it was shades of last year against the Redskins, where... You like that? You like that? So, but uh, this year's Bucks decided to to hold out stout at the last uh, on their last defensive drive, and they took home the win. It is the first time since the tenth week of 2012 that the Bucks have had a winning record. That is pathetic. It's very sad, and I'm even though the Browns are the Browns, I guarantee you they've had a winning record since then. Oh, probably. Um, I imagine at one point they were one and zero, or. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they were ever two and one, but maybe one and zero. One and zero, yeah. I don't know if they ever had two more wins than than losses, but they were at least one and zero since then. Yeah, that's yeah. I I can agree with that. All right. So, anything else from last week you want to get into? Uh, scrolling through the games here, I see uh, Miami. That was actually so. Miami was had the biggest underdog of the week. They were projected to lose by the most points, going to Seattle. Everybody expected Seattle to wipe the floor with them. Hey, George, Miami's your team. Did you watch them? I did not. Why did you not watch them? Because Arian Foster, Kenny, I can't catch stills, and a couple other players decided they were going to kneel during the national anthem. And once I learned that they did that, because I did not see it to uh, from the start, um, once I seen the pictures on Facebook, I picked up the remote and switched over to the Dallas game. That was much less exciting. It was. I would have rather have watched the Miami game because I could have cheered for them, but I couldn't cheer for them. I said I would. I said if they sat or kneeled during the national anthem, I would not watch. And I am a man of integrity. I'm a man of my word, so I did not watch. It's going to be a long season for you, buddy. I might not watch a single game this year. Well, the Dolphins game anyway. Well, yes, that's what I meant. But uh, anyway, going back to the game, um, the little bit I did see, uh, Miami's defense was actually very good. Um, they got to Russell Wilson a lot. 
How many sacks did they get? I think they had like three or four sacks on him. And another Sue Stomp. Well, so, <laughs> yes, there was a Sue Stomp, but it was completely unintentional. If you watch the... They're all in- unintentional. No, if you him. watch the replay, it it was completely unintentional. He, he didn't attempt to step on him. It just kind of happened. He was just playing the hokey pokey and he put his left foot in. And Wait. Russell Wilson forgot to take his left foot out. Exactly. And, and they did the hokey pokey and... Turned themselves around. Well, the, the ankle got turned around. So, it, it did end up in classic Miami Dolphin fashion, uh, where they lost at the end, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. That's Miami doing what Miami does. So, it was close. It's I guess you could call it a moral victory if you. I mean, if you believe so in those things, I I think Miami actually probably would have won if. Kenny Stills could have caught a wide open pass that he could have moonwalked into the end zone with. But unfortunately, Tannehill laid it perfectly in his hands and he dropped it. It's probably because he's just not used to perfect throws from Tannehill. Well, I mean, he was playing with Drew Brees a couple years ago and he could catch passes from Brees. So, I don't know. I mean, it's Kenny Stills. Personally, he's not that good. I wonder if, like, he had actually stood for the national anthem and had his blood flowing. Maybe he'd been able to catch that pass. I, I think maybe if he would have put more practice time in, uh, maybe worked on his craft a little bit more. You know, maybe spent a little bit more time with the quarterback. Worried less about his uh, his protests. Exactly. Uh, he'd be a little bit better of a football player. All right. So I think we've covered just about of last week. Let's let's just recap. Uh, George and I are both eight and eight, so by default, I'm winning. And then, yes, I'm not going to argue. By default, we're eight and eight, and I am winning. Right, I'm By not def- going to argue with you. Right, by default, we're eight and eight, and I'm winning. I just said that. And my <laughs> and my daughter is actually only is nipping at her heels, one game behind. And my daughter is, I believe, is one game behind her. Yep. So, so what we can say is we're winning, and they're losers. Exactly. Our daughters are losers. Daughters are losers. All right. Um, Luckily, I didn't ask my son because he would have just said cars. Exactly. <laughs> we'll move on to week two. There we go. And the slate of games for week two. Uh, the first game we got here is New York at Buffalo. That would be the Jets, not the Giants. So New York, <laughs> the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. George, what do you? Who do you got? Well, I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Last week, the Bills showed their strength, which is their defense. It can dominate at times. Uh, they also showed their weakness, which is one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, and a quarterback who, in my opinion, is way over his head. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. I am not a fan of Tyrod Taylor. Um, the Jets' defense looked pretty damn good, and the offense, well, they're the Jets' offense. They'll do just enough to win, and they'll do just enough not to lose. Well, let me say, so the Jets had 152 yards rushing. Matt Forte had 155 all-purpose yards last week. Uh, the big problem for them is Decker and Marshall both had left less than 40 yards each. That can't happen if they want to win here. I'm I, also picking the Jets. I think that'll change this week. The uh, I'm also concerned about the Bills with Sammy Watkins' injury. He's still recovering from that Jones fracture, and... There was concerns that the Bills may sit him. He went in for further testing and evaluation. Come to find out that everything is structurally sound. It's just he's going to have to learn to play with pain. So what it is, is he's a big baby. He's a big baby. So <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> we are leaving that in. Yes, we are. So the other thing of note from last week, Tyrod Taylor only had 11 rushing yards and just over 100 yards passing, which basically means their whole offense was terrible. Yep. So He's I, over his head. I don't think it's a big surprise to anyone after those stats were taking New York over the New York Jets, excuse me, over the Bills. So the second game on the slate is the New Orleans Saints at the New York Giants. I'm taking the Saints on this one, and I'll go first with this. I think, uh, you know, Drew Brees is good. He is? He's, he's um, that guy, that guy knows how to play football just a little bit. He uh, could have been in Miami. Yeah, long time ago. So four twenty nine, and four touchdowns. But here's here's if you if you're looking for a downside, their defense is just bad. Yep. So I think Beckham can have has a chance of a big game. Um, I'm not looking for any more Victor Cruz salsa, but I guess you never know. I think the Saints' offense is better than the Giants' defense, and I think the Saints' 
defense is terrible, but the Giants won't put up what Oakland did. So I, I'm taking the Saints. I also took the Saints. Um, I believe the Saints. Pro- so let me ask you this: Do you think the Saints have the best offense in the NFL? No, I think Pittsburgh is better, even with the injuries and suspensions and everything else. Yeah, definitely. Because, and we'll get to it later. But uh, D'Angelo Williams is a stud. I don't know why you substitute Le'Veon Bell when D'Angelo Williams keeps going for over 100 week after week when he plays. Well, so to be fair to to Le'Veon Bell, when he's in, he goes over 100 every week as well, just so he can break himself again. Exactly. Anyway, that was. I was just curious if you thought. Uh, what you thought about the Saints offense? I personally think they're probably one of the best in the NFL. Well, I know they're one of the best in the NFL. I can make a case for them being the best in the NFL. We'll have to see once they play somebody that's not Oakland. Uh, they get the Giants this week. Let me say this, too. Yep. You, we talked about uh, the Giants D. Giants D did not get a sack against a really good offensive line with the Cowboys, but a rookie quarterback who should, by all accounts, have been holding the ball too long. On some of their pass attempts, they got zero sacks. So, so is that, you know, is that Dak's fault that he didn't hold the ball too long? Or, I mean, was it just the fact they came up against probably the best line in the NFL? Well, so Dak, Dak did hold the ball a little bit, but that offensive, offensive line is really good. But I think the Giants' defensive line is not that good, I think, unlike years past. Well, yeah, yeah they're definitely not like they are uh, years past. So, in this game, I've got... On my notes, both teams are high-power offense. But the Saints, they have a really bad defense. I mean, their defense is terrible. In the offseason, New York spent money to bring in guys like Leon Hall, uh, defensive tackle Oliver Vernon, and cornerback Janaris Jenkins. So those alone should help improve their defense from last year. Uh, Manning finally has a full set of weapons with Odell, Sterling Shepard, and a returning Victor Cruz. Um, This should be a high-scoring game. I cannot sit here and predict the Saints to go 0-2, 0-2. So I'm going to take the Saints on this one. I think the, I think the Saints beat the Giants by at least one touchdown. Um, the Giants barely beat a Dallas team with a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back. So I don't see them going up against the Saints and beating the Saints. Okay, so we're in agreement there. The uh, the next game we got is the Titans at the Lions. Do you want me to start this one? Sure. Okay, so I took uh, Detroit in this one. Um, Me too. <laughs> I think everybody's going to take the Lions on this one. I don't see the Titans beating the Lions. Well, like we talked about in the opening, the Lions played a really bad, banged-up defense, and they didn't offer much defensive resistance of their own. No. Uh, they gave up 385 yards passing and 82 yards rushing to old man Frank Gore. Um, well, it Frank Gore probably got most of that, not all of it, but they gave up 82 yards rushing to the Colts, led by Frank Gore. Uh, they should have lost. They got lucky. They found a way. So that's that's a uh, feather in their cap. You also, yeah. we talked about Stafford spreading the ball around. The thing is, is the Titans couldn't beat a Sean Hill-led Vikings team. Now, for the one or two weeks that Sam Bradford isn't joining Robert Griffin III on IR. And he will be joining him. He probably will play this game. And the Titans gave up two. The Titans gave up two defensive scores because Marcus Mariota can make some really boneheaded plays. So, how bad did the Titans look last week? After starting off, after starting off going up 10-0, Marcus Mariota turned into a turnover machine. Uh, he logged um, two turnovers, one fumble, one interception. Both went for scores uh, for 14 points. He had a third turnover that turned that was overturned by a frickin' penalty for roughing the passer. Um, the Titans' defense, they did do a good job shutting down Adrian Peterson, but I think that was more their scheme, and they actually geared towards trying to shut down Adrian Peterson. Now, if you look at the Lions' offense, there is no Adrian Peterson in that backfield. No. What what con- confused me, and, and I know he turned into a turnover machine, but he actually had a higher QBR than some of the better quarterbacks from I think he might have had a higher QBR than Drew Brees, which doesn't make much sense, and I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense. But Matt Stafford, say what you want about him. He's ugly. Well, He's stupid. He's dumb. He plays for a bad team. Okay. Well, so he does, but here's the problem. He's looked really good playing underneath Jim Bob Cooter. And I just, I had to get in the word Jim Bob Cooter. I love that name. That was the only reason I'm speaking like I am right now. I love that name. You know what I hope they do? I hope they go into a team. I hope they go into 
an away game convert a two-point conversion so I can talk about Jim Bob Cooter's big bowls. No, you can't. You could talk about how big His Jim cooter Bob's is? cooter is. Yeah. That is comedy gold. <laughs> all right, out. so. We're just going to cut all that out. Yeah, we're going to cut it out. No, right, we're not. So no, we're not because we're lazy. Just lazy. So, so we both picked the Lions on that one. Yep. And so the next game. Cowboys at the Redskins. My opinion, Dallas probably should have beaten the Giants last week. If Terrence Williams wasn't a bonehead and ran out of bounds like Dez was trying to tell him to, instead of cutting back, trying to get an extra two or three yards, I think Dallas would have had a very good shot to win that game. It would have stopped the clock. It would have given Dan Bailey an opportunity to come in and go for a game-winning field goal. It's just a case of the Cowboys being the Cowboys. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith says it all the time. They're an accident waiting to happen. So who do you got in this game? I have Dallas. Wow. Okay, so this is where we differ. I actually have the skins. No, you don't. I do. It's terrible, and I'm going to lose this one. I'm you are sure. desperate. Yes, you are. I'm desperately looking for something to uh, to shake this up, and I the Cowboys just the Cowboys didn't look good. Dak had a five yard average per attempt. Five yards is not going to get it done in this league. But here's the problem with the five yard average being a bad thing. Zeke had half that, only half that per his rushing attempt. So, but between between the two of them. Per attempt, they were getting, you know. Yeah, the, the Giants definitely were scheming to stop the run and saying, we're not going to let the rookie running back beat us. We're going to let the rookie quarterback try to beat us. And unfortunately, he couldn't. He he didn't look for Dez at all. Everything was short to Cole Beasley and no. Jason Winton. Now, so I make fun of Kirk Cousins. I don't like Kirk Cousins. But he did throw for 329. He ended up having two interceptions, but they played a vastly superior team, especially compared to what they're going to play this week. Uh, They only had 55 yards running. Well, that's because they had Matt Jones running the ball. I question whether or not Matt Jones is actually any good. The problem is, I know, and I know you didn't watch a whole lot of the game, it wasn't so much Matt Jones. It was more of the fact that as soon as they handed the ball, you had three guys in the backfield. As a Dolphins fan, I can relate to that. He had no, he had no room to run. Thompson came in and looked good in spots, but the whole team kind of looked bad. But I'm taking I'm taking the skins in this one. And I took I took the Cowboys because it's at home and I, Dak and Zeke have to show me something before I pick them again because I got burned by them last week. Yeah, if they show nothing this week, I will definitely be on that that bandwagon. They got to show something. Our next game is Kansas City versus the Texans. Go ahead, Jason. All right, so I have the Chiefs this week. I took the Chargers last week. I was almost right. Uh, they they looked like they should have lost. If it wasn't for a torn ACL from Keenan Allen, they probably would have lost. But you can't take away from their running game. And that Alex Smith kind of had a you-like-that moment. Quarterback sneak. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, actually, it was a, I believe it was an, actually it was an option. They did a uh, pitch play to the right, and instead of pitching it to the tailback, he just faked it and took it in for the score. The Texans offense struggled against what seems like a mediocre Bears team. Bears got a good offense, though. Right, but their offense didn't do all that much. It's just the fact that the Texans' offense didn't do much against a defense that you didn't expect much. Yeah, no, I agree. And so it's it's one of those Brock Osweiler game manager moments. He had a really nice pass to Hopkins in the corner, but he didn't do too much after that. The No, the the big, big uh, surprise from this game was Fuller. Uh, went up over 100 yards. It looked like he was the number one target instead of Alshon Jeffrey. I'm interested in this game, to be to be honest. After facing a team with a very bad defense, Brock Osweiler gets tested by a very good Kansas City defense. As I said last week, I've often compared Brock Osweiler to Alex Smith, and now we actually get to see them face off. I'm not a believer in the Texans wanting Osweiler to throw the ball all over the field. That's counterproductive to what they want to do. They want to play smart football. They want to hand the ball off, give Lamar Miller his touches, let him run the ball, take shots when they're there, but there's no need to throw the ball, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 times a game. That's just not what they want. If Osweiler has to throw more than, say, 25, 30 passes, the game's... Oh, it's out of hand. They're way behind. That's the only reason I could see them throwing the ball that much. Uh, They should be leaning on the run game and the defense. That's what I believe the Texans want, and... I just, I'm not a fan. I'm, I don't see it. I just don't see Osweiler being a very good quarterback. And listen, Texan fans, if you're out there and you're listening All to all four of them, if you're out there and you're listening, and if you're one of our 16 downloads from or 17 downloads from the last episode, if you're one of those guys and you're Texans fans, just take 
heart and knowing that we were both eight and eight. Yes. You got a 50-50 shot at us being wrong. Absolutely. Unfortunately, you know your team's only mediocre, and they have a 50-50 shot of beating teams they should beat. And they're not going to beat the Chiefs. So what's your opinions on Spencer Ware, and how do you think they're going to handle it when Charles is actually healthy and ready to come back? So I think Charles is the better back when he's healthy, but the thing is is you don't know how football-ready he's going to be. Um I don't see why you wouldn't at least split carries unless unless you think Spencer wears or Charles is one of those guys you have to get into a rhythm. So I don't think Charles will come back until week three, possibly week four. Yeah. Um, and when they do, listen, Spencer Ware looked phenomenal. There's no need to rush Charles back. You don't want Charles to come back and take the full workload right away. So I could definitely see maybe a, a, a running back by committee forming there to start. Um, I know the Texans are on a bye week on week five. And then maybe on week six when you come back, then you give Charles the load. Here's the thing. I said previously that I don't know why they'd put Le'Veon Bell back in the starting role if he if Williams keeps getting over 100 yards. Same thing with Ware. If Ware's doing well for you, no reason to put there's no reason to put Charles back in as a as the running back. Running back by committee, but if Ware's still breaking off long runs, no reason to put Charles back in. I, I just don't see why. No, I, I, I don't either. I mean, I could see maybe giving Charles 55, 60% of the workload, but I don't see him going back to being the sole every down back. I, I look at this like last year, what you had with Forte and Langford when Forte got injured and he came back, and then there was like kind of like a split between Langford and Forte. I can see the same thing happening with Spencer Ware and Jamal Charles. So the next game is the Dolphins at the Patriots. I had the Patriots winning this game before I saw them take apart the Cardinals. So it's obviously not going to change now. Garoppolo showed uh, showed enough that he's competent. And he's what Bill Bill Belichick wants. Guy who won't turn the ball over. Guy who can spread the ball a little bit. I don't think Gronk will be playing this week either. But I still think they've got enough to beat the Dolphins. I disagree. So, last week Miami went but up. Will you be watching it? Probably not because Foster's already said that he plans on kneeling again. So, I probably won't watch game number two. I love me my Dolphins. They break my heart every time. So, last week uh, a lot of people expected Miami to roll over in one of, if not the toughest stadiums to play in. Uh, Miami gave Seattle all they could handle and then some. If not for a dropped wide open pass by Kenny Stills and some questionable coach calls by uh, Adam Gase, Miami probably and should have won that game. Um, Kenny Stills dropped wide open touchdown. Adam Gase went forward on fourth down versus taking the field goal. And then when Miami had an opportunity to make another field goal, the kicker kicked it low and it ended up getting blocked. So Miami should, should have won that game. The game was theirs for the taking. Unfortunately, Miami did Miami things and they gave the game away essentially. Um, they showed a lot of heart and grit to fight up against a full, healthy Seattle team. And now they get an undermanned Patriots team. Um, every year the Dolphins and the Patriots play, they always split the season series. The last three years, Miami has won every game in Miami. And the Patriots have won every game in New England. No Tom, no win. You like that? Uh, <laughs> so that was that was the rally cry last week. But we saw what happened last week. Yeah, we did. So um, let me ask if uh, if the Dolphins get it really close, is it a moral victory like last week? No, uh, last week was a loss. There was there's no moral victories. But I just think if Miami comes to play without Gronk, without Brady, the way their their defensive line literally attacked Russell Wilson the whole game. So Russell Wilson is one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo is not. Miami Dolphins, the, their front four was in Russell Wilson's face all game long. Um, he was able to escape a lot of that pressure because he is a mobile quarterback and he's one of the best in the NFL at it. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not Russell Wilson. And he's not nearly as mobile. If Jordan Phillips, Dominican Sue, Cameron Wake, and Mario Williams can put that same pressure on Garoppolo, he's going to have a very long day. And we've already known that the Patriots are banged up on their starting line. Yeah, I, I I agree with all that, but I still think the Patriots win here. No, I, I listen. I get it. You're going to have to see it, and 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 I don't disagree with with your premise and your thinking. But I just think that the Dolphins are going to go up. They're going to win this game. 
Later on in the year, we will lose in Miami. All the time. Eight and eight, baby, is what we strive for. I don't think you're getting there this year, but we can talk about that later. Uh, I don't know. We got a rough start to our season. It gets a lot better, but man, we got a brutal stretch to start. Okay, so the next game, and George, I hope you're with me on this one. We'll see. You never know. It's the Ravens at the Browns. Oh, hell no. This is my upset of the... Just kidding. Just so kidding. This, this is all I'm going to say. I refuse to do research on this game. <laughs> I, refu- I just flat out refuse to do research on this game, and you know why? You <laughs> it's know why? the Browns. It's because the Ravens are playing the Browns. It's like they're playing a different sport than you are. So, can I read you my, my notes on this? Nope. No, no. You don't I, like these. I refuse. That's fine. You didn't have to do research. I didn't I didn't do any research either, to be honest. My notes are this. This is the one game you could offer me free tickets to, and I would probably decline. I'm not going to get into specifics on this, but I don't want anything to do with Cleveland. Give me the Ravens. Those were my notes. That's it. Yep. Oh, real quick. RG3. Is he done? Is his career over? No. You don't think so? No. Nope. Okay. And here's why. There's always going to be a desperate team that thinks they can use him. Yeah. There's, it's just, it, he was too high of a draft pick. There's always somebody that thinks, oh, I can turn that kid around. I can turn his injuries around. So, no, I th- I think he'll be, no, I th- he's not I think done. He, I think he's done. He, I think he'll be a backup somewhere. Possibly. I think he's done. Next one, Jason, this is your team. I'll let you go ahead next. So, the next game is the Bucks at the Cardinals, and I am picking the Cardinals. It's not because the Bucks look bad. Jameis Winston threw four touchdowns to four different targets. One of them I didn't even know was still on the team. <laughs> I thought Brandon Myers retired five years ago. It was a different Brandon Myers. <laughs> was it? Uh, I'm just saying that. It sounded good. Honestly, I thought he was up in the booth calling games with Jim Deckerhoff by now. <laughs> and and next thing I know, he's catching a touchdown, which was really great for me. But it's not because they looked bad. It's not because the Cardinals looked good, because obviously they lost to a Patriots without Gronk and Tom Brady. But it's because here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping if I pick against them, they'll go ahead and win again. So we talked about this at work the other day. Um, are the playoffs legitimate expectations for the Buccaneers? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? No. No, I don't think so. I, their, their schedule is tough down the stretch. They've got a tough schedule. Their, their divisional games are winnable, except for maybe Carolina. And even that's winnable because they're division games. You could probably split those. Uh, but no, I don't think so. And we'll have to get into our, our playoff predictions and then we can break down exactly who we think may actually make the playoffs. Here's a hint. The Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think it's attainable, but I do want to go back and look and see who I think the sixth wild card, the sixth seed is going to be. Cause I had the Vikings penciled in, but now without Teddy Bridgewater relying so- on Sean Hill and I'd have to see who the sixth team would be. So Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater, I personally think they're equals. I do too, but here's... Bridgewater's nothing special. Bradford's been nothing special. As long as Bradford can stay healthy, which is a huge, huge if. Well, that's the thing. I think they're perfectly equals because I don't think either one... They're both they're both mediocre quarterbacks, and they both can't stay healthy. I, I agree. So um, so I think they're going to have to rely on Sean Hill down the stretch, and I don't. so I don't think they're going to end up with that sixth seed. I'm going to have to look to see who that six seed's going to end up being. So could it – no, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say no, and the Saints can be the six seed. That's fine. I, I would take the Saints over the, the Buccaneers for the six seed anyway. I think they're just outside. I think they're maybe one year away from it. Now, here's the thing. I want to see Jameis do it against a team that has a defense before I go, oh, they he played really well. And he'll get a team with a defense this week. I think the Cardinals are going to come out angry. Um, I think they're going to come out uh, – embarrassed at their performance last week. And I think they're just going to put it on the Buccaneers this week. I I don't see the Buccaneers um, being able to hang with the Cardinals. I think they're going to come out offensively angry. I think they're going to come out defensive angry. I think they're going to come out angry on special teams. I think the coach is going to call the place angry. I just think they're going to be an angry, angry team after being embarrassed on national uh, TV uh, to an undermanned New England team. And I think the cards are just going to bounce the Buccaneers. So the next game is the Seahawks at the Rams. <laughs> Boy, the Rams look bad. Oh, man. I we, mean, they looked terrible. So we made Absolutely a, terrible. So we made a joke last week. And the joke was that the joke was that San Francisco's punter 
should be the highest paid player in the league based on how many times we think he's going to punt. Yep. And boy, we, I mean, so we had the right game for, for that joke. Just the we wrong just team. had the wrong team. Just had the wrong, the wrong team. punter. Did uh, San Francisco and the LA Rams switch teams when when St. Louis moved? Oh, God. Looking at it last night, they might have. Holy crap. Uh, so I'm taking the Seahawks in this game. I was going to, before yesterday's, before actually watching yesterday's game, I was going to put the caveat in if, if Russell Wilson wasn't able to play, I was going to switch from the Rams to the Seahawks. You know what? What Blaine Gabbert did last night, I think any backup from the Seahawks could do and still win. So I, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah. So I agree. I, I think the Seahawks are going to come out and I think they're, I think the game will be closer. I think the Rams will play a little better. Um, a lot of it really does depend on Russell Wilson's health, but I just don't see the rant. I mean, they, listen, it's the 49ers and they got bounced 28 to nothing. I mean, the 49ers are not a very good team, not a very good team at all. And the Rams came out and they got embarrassed on Monday night uh, football. I cannot pick the Rams. I, I, I just can't do it. It's going to be the Seattle. With or without Russell Wilson, it doesn't matter. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna destroy the Rams. So we're in agreement there. Uh, the next game is gonna be the Falcons at the Raiders. The Falcons. Can anybody on the Raiders stop Julio Jones? The Bucks seem to do a pretty good job, and their secondary is not that great. Okay, so did they stop? Yeah, but they could not stop Mohamed Sanu then. But Sanu's got an ankle injury. Eh, he'll be fine. He'll play. He's uh, a hockey player. Uh, wait, what? So, so I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming you've got the Falcons? Yes, I do. All right. So. I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um, just like with the Raiders and the Saints, I think this game right here, if you combine the scores, it's going to be the highest scoring game of the week. For the second week in a row, I'm taking the Raiders. Ah, oh, can't take the Raiders. I'm taking, I'm taking Jack Del Rio and his big balls. I was going to say, you just want to take Jack Del Rio's big balls. It's absolutely true. I'm taking his big balls. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there's anybody on the Falcons who can stop anything that the, the Raiders are going to do. They looked okay against the run, but not great. And against the pass, the Bucks threw it all over them. And now you're taking Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, Derek Carr, who actually looks much better than I thought he would. Yeah, so I agree. Derek Carr does look really, really good. Um, so does Crabtree. So does Amari Cooper. They all look great. There's, I, I, I can't say anything bad about it. They look phenomenal. I just think the Falcons are going to come out and they're going to, I think, the, I think it's going to be a shootout. I see the highest scoring. Highest scoring total of the of the week is this game right here. This would be my bonanza if we had a bonanza. Um, I, I I think combined both teams will score over over sixty points. The thing I will say is that the Raiders have won a shootout this year, and the Falcons have not. Well, it's only week two, but Let, let's give a little. I mean, that's a great stat, and it's factually true. It's absolutely one hundred percent true. Only week two. Listen, it's a fact. Um, okay, so I've got the Falcons, you've got the Raiders. Let's move on to the next game. It's my upset of the week. And mine. So we will and talk about that. So let me say, honestly, I was surprised to see that it was an upset, even though the game is all the way on the West Coast. It's the Jags at the Chargers. I, I think that even furthers the, the upset. Well, it does, but I, I was surprised to see the the stat, the point line on this and seeing that the Jags are uh, underdogs. Only because the Jags played pretty well against a really good green, what we expect to be a green. They, they played really good against a, a Green Bay team that we expected to just come out and trounce them. And the Chargers came out and and showed a whole lot until Keenan Allen got hurt and then did nothing. That's that's the reason I'm picking the Jaguars in this game. We've seen what happened last year with the Chargers when Keenan Allen went down. Their offense completely changed. They were no longer a high power offense. Philip Rivers at the time was one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. And once Keenan Allen went down, it just was downhill from there. He he couldn't recover. Yes, they have, you know, a couple of decent weapons in Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams, but neither one of them is Keenan Allen. They don't do what Keenan Allen can do. I don't I just don't see the Chargers being as high powered offense 
in week two that we thought they were in week one because they're missing a significant piece. So we agree that's our upset special. We didn't even talk about the Jaguars. We just talked about how bad the Chargers were. And I think that's enough. I agree. Um, just keep in mind, we both lost our upsets last week, so don't, yep. put, don't put any money on this. Yeah, th- that's why it's called an upset. We, we just, we're going to take, we're going to look at the schedule. Listen, I was upset because I thought I had my upset all locked in. Oh, I was going to, I was going to be so happy if the Browns won. And I've never said that before in my life. All right. The next game is the Colts versus the Broncos. You have Peyton Manning's former team versus his current team. Oh, shit. Wait a second. He retired. Never mind. All right, so you got Andrew Luck versus Trevor Simeon. Peyton on a Sunday morning. Oh, God. Peyton Manning on a Sunday morning. Would you stop singing? I love that commercial with him uh, next to Listen, you love guy. every Peyton Manning commercial. That's okay? not true. No, the one, in the, the one in the supermarket's dumb, but the one him sitting next to the old guy that tells him not to retire, that, yeah. one, that one's... That was okay. amazing. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I'll give you that. Anyway, I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. It's going to be offense versus defense. Defense, in my opinion, is much better than the Colts' offense. Um, I I seen what the Broncos' defense did to Cam Newton last week. Um, I still think Cam Newton is still concussed, but apparently NFL says he's not. Um. I just think that the Broncos are going to come out and they're going to smack around Andrew Luck. And I think the Broncos are going to take this one. Uh, I have the Broncos too. It's that defense. Their defense is just too good, that is- in my opinion. I, I Listen, this, the Colts got a great offense, but the Broncos have a great defense. And then you flip the coin, the Colts do not have a very good uh, defense. And the Broncos have a sufficient offense. So here's what I think. I think the Colts offense is going to find a way to score against the Broncos defense. The Panthers found a way to score against the Broncos' defense, but they did have Cam Newton back there. And well, yeah, but I think I think Andrew Luck can be as good a quarterback as Cam Newton if he doesn't turn it over, because we all know he's very turnover prone. He and he didn't have to. He didn't this last week. He had opportunities. There were times where he could have forced the ball like he did in years past, and he just didn't. So I think the Colts will score against the Broncos, but I think the problem is I don't think the Colts can stop anyone from scoring. I think I might have a shot at scoring against them. Listen, I, the Colts, I think they probably have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It ranks right up there with... The Saints? The Saints. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's it's that bad. So I'm taking the Broncos. I, I, I'm taking the Broncos as well. I think... So I think Simeon comes out. I think he throws... I think he actually throws three touchdowns against the Colts. Uh, I'll, go ahead, I'll go on record and say that. Give me Trevor Simeon with three touchdowns. I'd almost say four. Except I don't think he'll equal what Max Matt Stafford did, so I'll say he. Well, Trevor Simeon is not Matt Stafford. No, he's not. But and they do have a running game. C.J. Anderson is going to be heavily involved. He's he's going to have a good game against that weak Colts defense. But here's what I think: I think he's going to be also part of the passing game. I, I think yes. I think one of the touchdowns is going to be probably to C.J. Anderson. Does the fullback get another touchdown? I don't know. He ran. <laughs> he was pretty quick for. <laughs> he was. Uh, I, I yes, he 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 was actually pretty quick. I was impressed. So prop bets. I wonder if anyone had fullback as the first touchdown of the NFL season. I don't think anybody did. I I I'm gonna say no. You think he definitely caught kept that ball right? Oh, you know he did. Hell yeah, wouldn't you? Yes, and I think I actually against the Colts. If I got in, I could do it. Yeah, put uh, me in, coach. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know what? You know what's gonna have to happen. What's that? I'm gonna have to play only when the Raiders play play against the Colts because only Jack Del Rio with his giant balls would put somebody like me in to let me run. This is true. Fourth and one, Jason, get in. Our next game is the Packers at the Vikings. Um, I went with the Packers on this one. Now, granted, the Vikings defense looked really good last week. Uh, Like I said earlier, they scored two touchdowns on defense alone. But the problem is, is it's Aaron Rodgers back there, not Marcus Mariota. It's a quarterback who's actually competent who is a league MVP and can actually play the position at a very, very high, high level. It's going to be a close game. It's a division rivalry game, but I'm going to take the Packers over the Vikings on this one. Yeah, there's not a lot to add to that. The Vikings offense looked really bad. AP will get it going, I think, this this game. So if AP does not get it going this game, are we finally seeing the human cyborg decline? No, I don't think so. I, he looked bad first week last, uh, the first week last year. Um, and teams, he, here's what we're seeing: we're seeing teams stack eight in the box, 
and I know he usually beats that, but it's even more than that. They can just, there's no fear of Sean Hill throwing the ball. It, well, and it could be Bradford back there, and we all, say what you want about Bradford, he can throw the ball. He can, to the other team. Well, yeah. Listen, you put Bradford back there, you're at least going to get a good quarter out of him before he's got to go to the back. So do you think they actually brought him over just so Teddy Bridgewater has a friend on the IR? They might have. Um, I think paying a first-round pick for him and a conditional fourth round is a lot for an IR buddy. Um, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that they you know, actually legitimately want him just in case if Bridgewater is unable to ever come back. So we both have the Packers on this one. And then, so we're going to move on from there. The The 49ers at the Panthers, this is my lock, which it's kind of one of those, of course, this is your lock. So yeah, this was an obvious lock. And I, I'm going to admit I'm taking an obvious lock, but that's why it's a lock. The Niners aren't going to shock the world again. Panthers aren't going to miss a last second field goal again. The Panthers are just a better team overall. Uh, I think Cam's going to come out and, and just be a madman possessed plane after the way he was treated last week. Oh, and he got – some of those hits he took should have been fouls. Oh, absolutely. Not all of them, but some of them. So let me ask you this. Do you think the refs will pay extra attention to the hits Cam takes this week? Yes, and for good reason. And here's here's the thing. All those hits he took last year, even the one that I don't think should have been a foul, all of them would have been 15 yarders last, last year. No, like last year. Oh, okay. like during the season last year. Okay. I mean, there were there were stuff like direct helmet to helmet hits that didn't get called, but there was even stupid stuff like hands going up to the helmet that last year I saw get called over yeah. and over and oh, over yeah. again. And it's just the stupid stuff where you're rushing and somebody pushes your arm up and it touches the quarterback's helmet. Last year that was a foul. This year for that game, this week, this past week for that game, it wasn't. And so there's been enough criticism that I think they're going to watch it extra close. So I I I was on the uh, Fantasy Life app the other day and. They, we were talking about the way Cam was treated, and we actually had people thinking that the reason the refs weren't calling any of the personal fouls on the helmet to helmet hits or the late, even the late hit, some of the late hits was because of the way Cam acted last year. I don't know that that's the case. And so that much. they were trying to teach him a lesson on respect. Yeah, I don't know that that's the case. I mean, he didn't call out the refs last year. He didn't call out the NFL for being crooked or anything like that. He just kind of acted like a whiny baby. And while I think maybe he need he does need to learn that lesson, I don't think the refs came out and actively did it to him. I, I agree. I don't think that they they specifically targeted him and were letting the the Broncos just tee off on him. I think, and I don't know how you feel about this, and this is not something we were planning on talking about, but I think if players can get fines for late hits and helmet to helmets and all that, I think referees should be able to be fined for missing calls like head the, helmet these to really important yeah these really important ones that the league's yep. supposed to put emphasis on yeah because you're, you're yes you're all about protecting the player but you're not putting any of the responsibility for any of these missed calls on the referee and their jobs are out there to call the game fair unbiased but they're also there to protect the players from the players there was also a question this week whether the the panthers actually took appropriate steps when he got those hits to the head of of seeing if if Cam was concussed, yeah, there was questions why he wasn't pulled to to be tested. Those things weren't those hits weren't even fouls in the ref's eyes. If they're not fouls, then I don't think you have to check him. Exactly, I agree. So anyway, I, we we strolled a little bit off topic. Uh, Jason took an obvious lock of the week. It is it is the Panthers over the Forty ers Lock it up. Next, we have my lock of the week, and. I went with two teams that are no, actually started over. So next we have my lock of the week, and I actually went with two teams who are pretty good. Um, it's the Bengals versus the Steelers, and my lock is the Steelers winning. Uh, this is going to be a hell of a game. I'm re- I'm really hoping that this is on TV. After what went down last year in the playoffs with Burfitt's late hit on AB causing, basically, I think that hit alone cost the Steelers the Super Bowl last year. For sure. I mean, I mean, it took out the best player in the game at his position, and it it cost the Steelers, in my opinion. I think they would have went on to win the Super Bowl last year. So I think this is going to be a very good game. Both teams are going to be without big-time players. Um, Le'Veon Bell will not be out. or So both teams will be without big-time players. Le'Veon Bell, as we all know, is suspended for two more games. Um, the Bengals will be out. 
uh, without Vontez Burfitt and Tyler Eifert. I don't think he comes back yet. So there's some really big time players missing. Um, so both teams will be without big time players. As we all know, Le'Veon Bell is suspended for two more games. Um, yes, you got D'Angelo Williams who will fill in for him. Looks phenomenal. Um, the Bengals will be out without Vontez Burfitt, who's serving his own three game suspension. Um, also going to be missing Tyler Eifert, who's been hampered with an ankle injury, uh, which occurred in last year's Pro Bowl. I still don't think he'll be back this week. I think he's got at least another two more weeks before he'll be able to play again. Um, inside linebacker Ryan Shazier for the Steelers suffered a, an, a knee injury. Um, they're not expecting it to be serious, but it's potentially going to cost him this game. There's a chance he might not play, and if he does play, we don't know if he's at 100%. So, there's some big time players on both sides of the ball, uh, for both teams missing. Um, these two teams, whenever they play, it's, and it's normally, it's the Bengals that play dirty. Um, they do the, the, the late hits, you know, the questionable hits and whatnot. That's kind of what they're known for. Hopefully Marvin Lewis can, you know, really reel them in before the game and say, Hey, listen, we don't need to go out and play like this. Let's just go out and play with our way. Let's get AJ Green the ball. Let's run the ball. Let's, Andy Dalton be consistent like he's always been and let's do what we need to do to win this game. Unfortunately, it's not going to be enough. I think the Steelers are going to come out looking for revenge. I think Ben's going to throw it all over the place. Hey, let me ask you, is is Antonio Brown playing? He is playing. Steelers win. Exactly. It's a lock. So our last game of the week is the Eagles at the Bears. So our very last game of the week is the Eagles at the Bears. Um, I am going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say the Eagles are going to win. I'm not a big fan of the Bears. We talked about this last week. We'll talk about it this week. I just think they're a bad defense. I think they're a bad offense. I think the Eagles came out last week and surprised some people. Carlos Wentz looked pretty good. Their running game got going a little bit. Jordan Matthews looked pretty good. I think yeah, Surprisingly, Wentz and Matthews both looked really good. So I'm taking the Eagles over the Bears. Cool. I'm going to take the Bears over the Eagles. <sighs> the hell <laughs> you didn't see that coming did you no i didn't see that coming. yeah no so it's because you have langford on your team don't isn't it it's nothing to do with that um i i just think the bears are going to come out and beat the eagles They're, the bears are the home team giving them the advantage uh giving them the home field advantage i just i don't know i'm not a big fan of the eagles i don't think they're very good i think last week was just one of those week one things that you just look at the team and be like really that's not you yeah, a perfect example of that is last year with the 49ers. They came out, and I forget who they played, but, you know, they looked phenomenal. And then they went on to suck the rest of the year. That, my friends, is your Philadelphia Eagles this year. They came out game one, looked really, really good, and they're going to suck the rest of the year. So, you know what we what we didn't talk about? Because last week we talked about the Saints defense having addition by subtraction mm-hmm. with rec, uh, with uh, Ryan being gone. Eagles, same thing with Chip Kelly? That's what I was thinking. But but the problem is, is Chip Kelly went out uh, to San Francisco and they literally embarrassed the Rams. So was it really an addition by subtraction? I think so. Because Rex Ryan went to Buffalo and they didn't – their defense wasn't all that great. So that's what I'm saying. It's so I think, uh, I think Kelly caught a team, a bad team off guard. An unprepared Jeff Fisher team off guard. I think the Eagles did gain I, I by think, losing Chip Kelly. I think a lot of it was when the Eagles played last week, there was not a whole bunch of tape on Wentz. Now the Bears at least have one game to, to, to see if they can find anything on him, any habits or anything like that. Well, look, the Eagles played the Browns, so it's really hard to tell. But it, that Yeah, that, that I was getting ready to make that my very next point. But the main thing is the is, Eagles played the Browns. But the That's main all thing you is, need to say. The Bears didn't look good last week, and I don't think they're going to look this good this week. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles. And, and I'll take the Bears. All right, so that wraps up our week two pick em. Jason. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to say to the people before we go? Nope. I do. What is it? Go Dolphins. And that concludes our show for the week. George, tell the nice people where we can be reached. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find Jason and I on Twitter at BFTGPod. You can find us on the Fantasy Life app. I am at Geo. I'm at Dr. Mill. And you can email us at BFTGPodcast at gmail.com. And our website is BFTGPodcast.com. As always, we'd like to thank you for taking a break from your daily grind. <laughs>